Um, turn to John 14. It will please you to know this is not going to be a long old sermon. It's going to be a short old sermon. Short new sermon. It's got a title. It's Living in the Spirit. Living in the Spirit. John 14, Jesus said these words. Verse 15, 16, 17. He said, if you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. The world cannot receive him because he isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. He was speaking to the disciples. And he was saying that the Holy Spirit lives with them, but later will be in them. And then all the rest of the New Testament explains how the Holy Spirit lives in us. And I want to talk about living a spiritual life. If you read through, don't do it now, but read through Romans 8 when you get back home. It talks about this spiritual life and how we live the spiritual life. The verse that, for years, I've, I've just loved this verse. And it's in Romans 8, and it's verse 16. And it says, for His Spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. So His Spirit and our spirit mingled together. That's incredible. His Spirit lives in us. Now, many people here would say, we, we know this. This is nothing new. And even when I was looking at this and, and studying it, I thought, well, I know all this. But it's, it's the revelation when you really think about it. We are living a spiritual life. Now, if you're here and you've been thinking, what, what's, what's been going on here this afternoon? These songs. What happened when we heard that utterance in a different tongue? What happened then when someone spoke that message in, in English? What happened when people were reading stuff and what's all this weird feeling going on? Let me, let me just suggest that perhaps you're not living a spiritual life. Because only those who are living a spiritual life whose spirit is mingling with the Holy Spirit will understand anything like that. The Bible says that those who are not spiritual cannot even conceive or understand the spiritual things. So if you're in that place right now, let me just explain what it is like to live a spiritual life, to have your, your spirit joined with the Holy Spirit. It fascinates me. You know, whenever I, I, I hear songs or I, I, I read scriptures when these things in talks about the Holy Spirit living in us and our spirit and we are walking in the spirit. I'm thinking, wow, that's just incredible. I think someone once said we are spiritual beings having a temporary earthly experience. So Jesus said, didn't he, that we need to worship in spirit and in truth. And those are two different entities. When we are worshipping in truth, that means we are honest about what we are worshipping. It's, 
It's what we are, we are saying, we know it, we, are, we, we have the truth within us. But then when we worship in spirit, it comes from a different place. Because Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 15, he says, I pray with my spirit and I'll pray with my understanding. I'll pray with my mind. He said, I will also sing with my spirit, but I'll also sing with my mind. So there's the spirit and truth kicking in all the time. But I don't think we can worship properly unless we have the Spirit mingled with our minds and our bodies and everything that is within us. Our minds and our, our bodies have to be coupled with our Spirit. That's how we were created. Jesus said about the Pharisees. These were the religious leaders at the time. They they were a lot of show. They put on a big show of praying. They put on a big show of being holy. They put on a big show of, of being the ones who were close to God, but they really weren't. And this is what Jesus said about them in Matthew 15, 8 and 9. He said, these people honor me with their lips. In other words, their minds, their understanding. They honor me with their lips but their hearts, in other words, their spirit, is far from me. Then he says, their worship of me is empty. I don't want my worship to be empty. I don't want it just to be words. I don't want it just to be lip service to my God. I want to worship him from the the depths of my being, my spirit. And I don't mean just on a, a Sunday when we come together like this. You know, we can have a great time worshiping. I mean every single day. I mean every minute of the day. I mean my daily walk. I keep saying this is a lifestyle. We should be living a spiritual life. If you took, and I'm going to try and do an illustration. I was thinking of this while I was in the service. So I hope this works. I haven't really thought it out. I think it might. It's pretty, it works for me anyway. If you took a big container of water and you had two different color waters, a neutral color and perhaps a, a blue or something, and you put them together, the blue and the neutral color, that's, that's normal life. That's body and soul. That's how most people are living their life, body and soul. And when those two different colors are mixed together in this big tub, you can't separate them. They're there, body and soul. That's how most people are getting around. That's how most people live their life. But then when Jesus talked about being born again, John 3, he says, verse 5, Jesus answered, this man called Nicodemus, he said, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and of the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to the flesh, but Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised when I say to you, you must be born again. So Jesus was not talking about just the flesh, the body and soul that most people are living life like. He said, you must be born again. The Spirit must give birth to the Spirit. So what happens then is you, you take another body of water, a different color, 
perhaps red, and you pour that in, then it becomes part of that other body. But you can't separate them. You can't go in and just say, I'll take the blue out, or I'll take the red out, or I'll take the neutral color. They become one. And that's what happens when you're born again. Your spirit is part of you. Your body, soul, and spirit. And if your spirit is not born again, it's not part of that triune part of your body. You can be alive. You can be eternal. But not spiritual. Is that all right, that, that illustration of the water? It's a bit okay, isn't it? I'm going to add to it. When you're born again... There's another color that comes along, another body of water, and that's poured in. So now we are body, soul, and spirit, and then we are Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is added as well. So the Holy Spirit then mingles with all of that. So inside of me, there's body, soul, and spirit, but also the Holy Spirit. Because we've just read, His Spirit mingles with my spirit. So not only am I body, soul, and spirit, but I have the Holy Spirit. I have God's Spirit within me. So I'm living a spiritual life. My spirit, His Spirit, in a lifestyle, walking together, having fellowship together, doing lunch together, watching TV together, going to work together, whatever I do, the Holy Spirit is there within me, living a spiritual life. Some people can live a life without the Holy Spirit. It's not until you get to a, a crisis in life that you realize, how on earth can I do this without God? And we've said this over the last couple of weeks. You know, when we're confronted with life and death. And our family, we've sat around and we've said, how on earth can we do this without Him? How do people do it without Him? I don't understand just like the unspiritual can understand spiritual. I can understand that. I need Jesus. I need to live a spiritual life. We are a new creation, the Bible says. And that's the new creation. It's our spirit coming alive. It's the Holy Spirit moving in. That is the new creation. Paul said this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time we thought of Christ merely as from a human point of view. However, differently, how differently we see him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life has gone. The new life has begun. Have you begun the new life? One thing we appreciate as a family, when we go into the hospital and talk to the doctors, is that they are straight with us. So I'm going to be straight with you. Have you started this new life? Is your spirit alive? Is it mingling with the Holy Spirit? If not, you're on the road to destruction, death, an eternity without God, because you have an eternal side. You have a body and a soul, 
the soul will live forever. But with your spirit alive determines where your soul will go. The spiritual side is linked to God. It's the only connection we have with God. It's our spirit. This is all a gift from God. He said, you can be born again. When, sorry to revert, I, I'm just using our life at the moment as a bit of an illustration. And it's, uh, it's teaching me a lot of lessons. And when we go in to visit mum, well, I was going in to visit Mike as well, they were in the intensive care unit. And they are on lots of pipes and tubes and, and all sorts of uh, medication. Can't really communicate. Can't communicate with my mom. She's, she's out of it. On this medication, we're getting to know all, all the um, terminologies now, Lois. I think I'm sure I could, I could do it now. I, I know what it all means. Probably couldn't. I haven't got a clue. But we're asking, what medication? How much is she on now? What much oxygen is she on? What's in it? But she can't communicate. She's on a sort of life support system there. Just existing. But then when I look around and see the visitors in there, and see the nurses in, the doctors, they are actually living life. And there's a difference between existing and living. Now, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, and your, your spirit is not alive, you're just existing. It's as if you're on a life support. And I, I, I actually questioned myself I thought, Lord, I don't want to, even though my spirit is alive, I, just, I don't want to just exist spiritually. I want to live. Because Jesus Christ said, I come to give you life, and life in all its fullness. But I believe some people who even are born again can just exist spiritually. I want more. I want to live, not just exist. I don't want my spirit to be on a life support system. You know, and I keep, I keep saying, well, yeah, I know all this, but is there, is there more? And if there is more, I want more. Look what Jesus said. He said that the Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, gives birth to our spirit. And when something is given birth, it grows. It doesn't stay as it was. And so my spirit and your spirit, if you're born again... That spirit should grow within you. So you shouldn't be the same as you were last year or the year before. You should be maturing and, and your spirit should be growing. How does things grow? By feeding them the right things, by exercising. That's how our spirit grows. I'm going to repeat what Jesus said. John 14. He said, I will ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate, or a helper, or a companion. And He will never leave you. We've already heard that this, this afternoon. You're not alone. He'll never leave you. He'll never abandon you. You're never outnumbered. Trust Him. But you need to have spiritual eyes to be able to open them to see. 
He is the Holy Spirit, Jesus went on to say. You know him because he lives with you and later will be in you. You see, God has done away with dwelling in tents and temples. He's done away with that. He's done away with that holy of holies. He doesn't dwell there anymore. He dwells in us. And this is the great mystery which I love to repeat to anyone who wants to listen. It's all about relationship with God. He wants a relationship with you. He wants to dwell in you. He wants to dwell as close as he possibly could. And it's been getting closer and closer. Since the fall of mankind, right in the beginning, he has developed these ways of getting closer and closer and closer and closer until right now is the best we've got it. He's in us. Our spirit and his spirit mingled together. See, Almighty God has, was planning and preparing to restore relationship as best he could with this mortal, sinful flesh of ours. This intimate relationship that he had with mankind right back in the beginning. He just wants to be with us. He is so jealous of this relationship. He is so passionate for it. He desires this relationship with you so much that he moved heaven and hell and earth and everything to get to you. Wow. Literally moved heaven and earth to get to you. James said this. And this is the amplified version. James 4 verse 5. The Spirit whom He has caused to dwell in us yearns over us. And He yearns for the Spirit to be welcome with a jealous love. A yearning. A desperation. You know, when there's someone you love who's, who's away, who's gone to work abroad or, and you can't get to them, you can't hold them, you can't, you can't have that contact that you once had. There is a yearning, isn't there? A yearning. And this is what God says. He is like His Spirit yearns to be close to us again. You can have this. How? Jesus said you must be born again. The flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. Your spirit must come alive so that you have this body, soul, and spirit with the added Holy Spirit dwelling in you. You see, with this new life, with this spiritual life that you live, it's, it's easier to communicate with Him. It's easier just to hang out together, to do things together, because you have this close relationship. You can actually pray right into situations because the Spirit helps us in our prayers. Yes, we can pray with our minds. Yeah, that's fine. That's good. But if you want to pray on another level, you could pray with your spirit. 
not just our understanding. And this is what Paul said in another place in Romans 8. This is the chapter I told you would be good to read. Verse 26, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all our hearts knows that the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. See, when the Holy Spirit lives within us, that Holy Spirit is in harmony with God's will. And so we're able to pray in the Spirit in harmony with God's will because the Spirit knows God's will. This is what the Bible talks about when he says walking in step with the Spirit every day. It's living a spiritual life because we are spiritual beings. It's a new way of living. You know, after the fall of mankind, when sin entered the world, you can blame Adam for that. It's his fault. Or Eve, whichever way you want to look at it. But the Bible says Adam, so we'll go with Adam. Yeah. And our default is sin. That's our default. But we have to be born again. That spirit, because something died back then. It was the spirit. But it has to be born again. It has to come alive again to live the spiritual life. The Spirit giving birth to spirit. We don't want to just exist. And even spiritually, I just don't want to exist. I want more of what God has in store. I'm going to read some verses from the message. Galatians 5 and verse 25. This is how the message puts it. Since this kind of life we have chosen, since this is the kind of life we have chosen, the life of the Spirit, let us make sure that we do not just hold it as an idea in our heads or a sentiment in our heart, but work out its implications in every detail of our lives. So in every detail of your life, you can live spiritually. You can make spiritual decisions. You can pray spiritually. I've said this statement before, and it's, it's still true. Your spirit knows things that will blow your mind. So when your spirit is, is inside you and speaking inside you, your mind is going, no way. Impossible. No. But your spirit is going, oh no, I know stuff you don't know. Why does, why does our spirit know stuff we don't know? Because it's in tune with the Holy Spirit. And so sometimes when we're praying, we go, what? I can't pray that. Can I, can I pray that? What? And your spirit's going, oh yeah, pray it. Because I know stuff your mind has not a clue about. That's living spiritual life. Walking in the Spirit. We have to learn to live in close relationship, don't we? In the natural. If you're living in a close relationship with someone, uh, a close friend or a husband or a wife or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, 
You have to spend time together. Some people don't like spending time with other people, but, you know, we've got to. Yeah, it takes a lot of grace as well, that's right. But you have to learn to get along. You have to learn to share. When kids are growing up, you teach them, you have to share. You have to be nice to each other. You have to love each other. You have to find out what pleases each other. You cry together. You laugh together. You comfort each other. This is all the same in our spiritual relationship. It takes time. And it grows. And it moves to different levels. Do you know I love it? I was with uh, another leader in the, in the city uh, just this week. We went to pray together. And we just sat down together. And we prayed for a bit. And then he said, should we, should we just, in fact, it was what was read, should we just be still? I said, yeah, let's just do that. Don't pray. Let's. And we just sat there. And, and we said to each other, sometimes we get afraid of silence, don't we? Especially in services. Oh, it's a bit quiet. Let's sing a song, you know. But sometimes it's just, when the, you're with the person you love, silence is not a problem. Awkward. Silence. It shouldn't ought to be. I love to be able to just sit sometimes with God. Not say a word. And just know that He is God. And what happens then? It's not my mind. It's not my mind trying to work out why are we being quiet? What's going on here? It's my spirit is going, oh, I love this. I love it. And there's a mingling of the Holy Spirit and your spirit. And your spirit is going, oh, you should do this more often. Just sit in his presence. There's time for jumping about. There's time for shouting. There's time for requests. There's time for everything. But there's also a time just to say, oh, I just want to sit with you. Because silence in a loving relationship is not awkward at all. I want to encourage you to do it more. You see, Jesus Christ was not by chance. He wasn't plan B. He was plan A. The Holy Spirit wasn't just an afterthought. Oh, and by the way, Jesus says, um, I'm going to send someone. No, 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 that wasn't an afterthought. That was the plan. That was the plan from the beginning. They are all working together to build this relationship with us. Jesus says, I have to go so that he can come. You know, Jesus was limited by, with his body, wasn't he? So he had to go so that the Holy Spirit could come, so that the Holy Spirit can dwell within us. We read in Scripture of and there's many places, I'm not going to go through them. Philippians 1, 19, 1 Peter 1, 11, Romans 8, 9, about the Spirit of Christ being in us and God's Spirit being in us and the Holy Spirit being in us. Are they three different spirits? No, it's the same Spirit. It's all the same Spirit. And this is how Christ lives in us, through His Holy Spirit. That word, I will send the Advocate. 
in the Greek, it actually means someone to come alongside. Like a, a helper, an encourager, someone to walk with you. That's what Jesus was saying. Look, I might go, and he's put it in very simple terms. I might go, but I'm going to send someone who will walk with you, who will be with you, and in fact, will be in you. That must have blown their minds at the time. I, You know, we are looking back on it now. They were looking forward. Someone's going to be in us? Wow. The Holy Spirit sustains and cements Jesus' presence. No one will ever forget Jesus Christ because one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is to remind us of Christ. He's to lead us into all truth. He's to speak the good news, to convict people of sin, righteousness, and judgment. He will reveal what is to come. And He will speak on behalf of Christ within us and through us. Living a spiritual life. And all this so that we can have a relationship with God. Plan A. After the fall of man, God's saying, I want a relationship with you. I want a spiritual relationship with you. Not just a head one. I want a heart one. I want that whole bucket of water drenched with me right in the middle of it. So that you can't just separate it. So what level are you on? Are you just existing without a spiritual rebirth? Or are you just existing with a spiritual rebirth? Because there's more. There's a lot more. That, that rebirth must grow. Must grow. So I want to ask a few questions. <coughs> Sorry, there's a frog in my throat now. I want to give you opportunity <coughs> that if you don't know Jesus, if your spirit is not reborn, it can be right now. I'm going to give you an opportunity as we pray to say, Lord, I'm not satisfied where I am. <coughs> I want more. So let's pray. As I'm praying, I'm first going to pray for those who are <coughs> perhaps a little bit confused, thinking, I don't really know what's going on here. On a spiritual level, I can't connect, but I want to. I want what this guy's talking about. I want to live a spiritual life. I want my spirit to be reborn. And if that's you, then I'm going to pray a prayer. And I want you to repeat it. This is not a, a magic prayer. This is not the be-all and end-all. It's just the first step to say, Lord, I want to invite you into my life. There's a journey after this. So just pray this in your heart. 
Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. I repent of them right now. I want to live a spiritual life. Thank you for dying for me. I want to live every day with you in this relationship with Almighty God. And if you've prayed that prayer, I got some little booklets I want to give you and I want to pray with you. If you've prayed that, just give me a little wave and put your hand down, put it just so that I can see afterwards before we all brush off and have our tea. I just want to give you something. So if you did pray that prayer, just let me know. If you can't let me know now, then come see me afterwards. Say, hey, I prayed that prayer. Where's my free book? Come and see me afterwards. But it's important. Like I said, I don't like people to be honest with me. I'm being honest with you right now. Your spirit needs to be alive. And then there's that other question. How is your spiritual life? Are you just existing on life support? Or are you living? Are you alive? And I'm going to take a moment. And guess what? I'm not going to say a word. We might just have a little bit of quietness for a while. But it's not quiet. This is a relationship. And when we have a relationship, a little bit of silence sometimes doesn't matter. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to pray in your heart and just say, Lord, I want to really live this spiritual life because I know there's more. So if you want that rebirth to, to begin to grow stronger inside you, I'm going to shut up for a moment and just leave you to pray that. Lord, I thank you that you're a God that loves us and wants to be with us. I thank you that you're a God who wants to dwell with us and build a relationship with us. Lord, I just pray that each one of us can begin to live a more spiritual life. That we will not exist, we will not just exist on these little bits that are thrown now and again that we feed ourselves with, but Lord, we will feast because you've laid a table before us. There's so much before us. And Lord, we, we just want more of you. Help us, Lord, in our daily life, in our workplace, in our schools, in our colleges, wherever we go, whatever we do, that Lord, we will live a life that is connected 
spiritually with you. That it's not just a, a body and soul life, but it's a body, soul, spiritual connection with you. Lord, as we step into this week right now, I pray that you will go with us. You've said, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. I will come alongside you. I will walk with you and I will be in you. So Lord, open our eyes so that we will see spiritually. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Do you know what amen means? Amen means, means so be it. That's it. Put a seal on it. It's done. So if you prayed that prayer, it's done. Come and see me afterwards if you want a free book. But only if you prayed that prayer. I don't give it up to anybody willy-nilly. There will be teas and coffees afterwards. And don't forget, the little ones are in that room, so don't go barging in there.